Hola, buenas tardes, Oli. Welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. Hello, Mr. Holly. How are you? Uh, I'm very good, thank you, Mr. Marland. How are you? Did you like the Spanish? No. Yeah. What was it? Spanish. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's very good. I'm going on holiday. Yeah. Holiday soon. I need to know some phrases. Oh, like like uh, biscuito, please. Si, por biscuito. Por biscuito. Oh. Mm-hmm. Cookie. That's all you need. Custardo cremo. No, Spanish just people, custard. But... Just custard. Remand me in custody. Mm. Sorry, Spanish people. Anyway, yes. kids. Anyway, kids. Go on, do your thing. I've got a backstory here. Uh oh. Cuss. Cuss. If you've seen our uh, oh, podcast yeah. image, I've put 10 years of this guff. Oh, my 2014 Lord. to 2024. So, right. Picture the scene, kids. It's 3rd of January 2014 in a rundown shed at the back of a knackered garden in Hounslow. Victor Marland and Alex Crowley have set up a makeshift recording studio with the idea to launch an arcade discussion and gaming podcast inspired by the Smash US podcast No Quarter, hosted by Harrington Canston or even Carrington Carrington Vanston and Mike McGuinness. Unfortunately, Victor and Alex could only record on a vintage Sharp CE-152 portable cassette recorder handed down to a young Marlon by his grandfather following World War II. <laughs> so the sound quality of those early shows is not the best, I'm afraid. Yeah. But soon they got sponsored by Retro Games Party, who provided some of the beef to beef up their beefy sound quality to make it more beefy. Beef. Beefy. Then Alex left in October to concentrate on his Nintendo arcade YouTube and Victor roped in the most annoying listener mm. who kept sending him podcast images and beating all their high scores. It was me because it was me. Things then obviously went from strength to strength with the introduction of listener score challenges, silly sketches, excellent singing from the Ten Pence Orchestra. Where mm. have they gone? I wonder. And a rather unhealthy biscuit obsession. And now, all these years later, in 2024, Victor does not go a single day without praising himself for taking such a risk on a podcasting unknown. And sheer luck that they bonded so well, despite Sean being the looker of the duo. How dare you? I am the eye scrape brain candy. You are the beard candy. Know your place, sir. And oh, my Lord. Ten years, go- isn't it? Yeah, ten years. Ten yeah. years... With just 10 years in a couple of weeks, mm. that is amazing. God. So nine years and... No wonder and I want to stop doing it then, isn't it? <laughs> nine years and nine months for me, I think. I've got three more months to do for my 10 years. Yeah. Uh, look back at some of the highlights. Oh, my Lord. So we've got some arcade hand audio. I love this sketch. Let's have a listen. I've always liked playing games in the arcade. You know, Galaxian, Pac-Man, Space Invaders... But one day I've been playing Cuba for about an hour. I was doing really well. I'm sure I got the house high when it happened. My right wrist locked up. I knew straight away it was arcade hand. I've had fire button finger injuries before, but arcade hand meant that I couldn't play for months. So I called Arcade Injuries Direct. They worked really hard fighting my case and I was awarded a massive bag of 10 pences. Arcade Dave is glad he chose Arcade Injuries Direct. Right now we are busy helping 16 players get arcade justice. Remember, if your claim is unsuccessful, it won't cost you a credit. If you've been injured in an arcade accident it wasn't your fault, that happened in an arcade, a pizza joint, or at a pub from 1984, 
Give Arcade Injuries Direct a call, and we'll get those credits out of the coin box for you. Arcade Claims Direct will take 89% of all claims and spend it on biscuits. Your statutory rights will not be affected. Probably. And the uh, Astro Blaster 10 pence audio? 10 pence orchestra, this was is when they were at the height of their fame, touring all around the Northwest. Like God, the bottom, God bottom, no. Bottom of the stream, oh, That would, oh no. Victor had to listen to this in its entirety during editing, and he is very sorry for everything. And here, that, that was great, weren't it? That was so good. Well, you say good. <laughs> and some podcast images of the podcast image that I did. And I love these. We're going to put these. Obviously, it's an audio podcast. We're going to put these on the website. Go and have a look. They are really good. They are daft. And I love it. It's it's our humour all over, isn't it? Yeah, I've got I've done a few of them, and I can't be bothered to do them now. That's a shame, isn't it? Because yeah, I don't know, it's, they just take a long time, don't they? Because obviously they we're yeah. we're not we're not artists and um, graphical illustrators and stuff like that. We're just idiots. Yes. Just chances, I'd say chances. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it does take a while doing all this stuff, but yeah, they, they were really good. And this is quite a good one as well. I just pop this one in here. Morning. Howdy. 
Thank you, sir. There you go. Thank you, ma'am. Hello there. You a bandit? Sure am. And I'm gonna rob y'all just as soon as I get my gun out of Ah, you shot me in the face! I say, that's what happens to bandits in this bank, fair or otherwise. Oh, and you have a big bag of cash. Thank you very much. So, what have we been up to? I've been still messing around with my keyboard, drum machine, and VST plugins. You know and what, what am I going to ask pl- you now, Sean? What a v- VST plugin is? No. Oh, what? Have you made a song for me yet? No. 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 Do you know what you are? Knob twiddler. <laughs> That's all you are, a knob twiddler. I'm, I'm still puttering around. I'm still trying to find that elusive knob techno sound. To twiddle. Yes. And VSTs are virtual studio technologies. I don't know if you know, they're plugins. So it looks like what, a like real a keyboard. Plug. It looks like a real keyboard. You put it on your computer screen and you can play it. There's 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 audio plugins and there's audio manipulation plugins like EQs and graphic equalizers and and stuff like that. So I've been messing with that. Also, oh, oof, 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 oof. We've had so many, because this, this is our first podcast since Christmas, we've had so many people around our house. Yeah, and we're a week late, by the way. Yeah. I had a we, lot on last week, so I couldn't, couldn't record. We, we are, me and Jan and the family are in the, like, the centre of the country, really, for all the northern hollies and, well, it's, it's not the hollies anymore, but it's, it's like the northern Jan side. The, oh yeah, southern hollies came up and they all come to our house. So Doncaster people come, Stoke. Uh, Northampton so they all come to our house and Jan took it on herself to do all the cooking for all the days mm. the, the mad fool so she was stressed to buggery did you but have turkey no we had chicken no oh. we, uh, no we didn't actually what did we have Christmas should have had day. turkey turkey's amazing everyone knows this we had chicken Christmas day that was mm. just that was just four of us us three and mother-in-law do you have a whole and, one each did you eat it like savages just raw Mother in, mother-in-law wouldn't have been happy with that, would she? Oh, 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 no. Oh, no, don't, don't cross her. And uh, last bit for me, I'm keep, keeping my exos- exercises up to heal my ro- rotator cuff injury, which is Exercising? getting... Exercising? What, are you haunted? Uh, yeah. Get out of me, you rotator cuff injury. Get behind thee! It's slowly improving. I'm doing, a bit, I'm doing a bit of running as well to keep my fitness up. Mm, running is unpleasant. It's only a couple of miles, like two and a half miles, like once a week. But I just, I just bust it, bust it, whatever you do, buzz it, whatever, and then I do it, do as fast as I can to keep my to get the cardio going. And that's what I've been up to, kids. What have you been up to, Vix? Doesn't that doesn't look good on this? No, um, I had to a funeral. Um, my auntie died, uh, a, a really nice auntie as well, one of my favourite aunties. Um, she died uh, just a year and a month after my mum, which is. Oh. Horrible, absolutely horrible. For she wasn't ill. She's quite old. wasn't ill. Fairly good health. Uh, just, I think it was just time for her to go. Unfortunately, so the only nice thing that came out of it was I had to go to the funeral. My brother came up. It's nice to see him again. He doesn't come to Scotland very often, and we saw the rest of mum's side of the family. And I like all of them, and it was nice mm-hmm. to talk to my uncle. He lives in South Africa. He came over. All the aunties up in Scotland, all the cousins. It was nice to see them and talk to them again. I really like those people. And it was nice to see them, uh, uh, unfortunately, at such a horrible way. 
You know what I mean? Mm. It wasn't just I was going to a party or something. It was always a funeral. So I'm, I'm Montrose, where my mum lived, and also my auntie, and a lot of the others live quite close there. It's about two hours' drive, but it's a really boring drive, really long, boring drive. Um, but what I'm going to try and do in the future is... If there is some events going on, like a birthday maybe, or um, you know, just get together, I'm going to try and turn up for them because I do like these yeah. people. They're not getting any younger. I don't want any more to die for goodness sake, but they're going to. So I want to see them a bit more often. So I'm going to try and get out there a bit more often because I do like these people. Um, so yeah, that was a bad thing I had to go and do, um, but still nice to see people and everything. Uh, some fun things I saw a band I like called Mesh. You know Mesh, don't you? Yeah, yeah, better them. Um, Went to see them on last Friday. They were really good, as usual. They're never, never bad. And on the Sunday, a couple of days afterwards, I saw Guz Khan, the comedian oh, Guz Khan. He? he was Are good. Right? Mm, really funny, actually. Really good. A he comedian? Of, yeah. A comedian and actor. He was really good stand-up, actually. He was brilliant. So that was real fun. Also, to get back to the arcade stuff, if you want to leave arcade stuff for too long, I've been looking at Vanguard. You know the game Vanguard by SNK? Mm-hmm. Scrolling... Scramble type thing, firing four ways. Uh, it's weird. It's got it's got uh, left to right, up to down, down to up. I think or up just up to down, down to up, and diagonal scrolling. It's got some weird scrolling. It's a 1981 game, so it had quite a lot of firsts. It had speech as well, actually. So it's not the first, but a lot of firsts to it. A lot of weird stuff going on. It's quite a janky game, and I've never seen the appeal to it because it seems very very janky. Yeah. But back in the day, it was quite advanced. It's got like lots of synthesized sounds in it. It's got speech. It's got the different scrolling, four-way firing. It's got a boss at the end of it. Quite a popular game. Everyone seems to like it. But even as a kid, like I remember playing it when I was about eight or nine years old, I just couldn't understand why it even got to the arcade because it was just a weird game. It just didn't really, didn't really flow very well. Because there's a bit in it where you must have played Vanguard, right? You know how to play it. Yeah, I've played it recently, yeah. I well, sort of when stumbled you, across it again. Your spaceship, you shoot around all the place. You can shoot left, right, up and down. You shoot stuff and you go through the caves and that. Obviously, the caves kill you. But if, there's these energy ports. And if you fly through the energy port, you're invincible. And you can't... Mm. I don't think you can fire anymore. You just bash into stuff and it just... You can you can bash through the surrounds, through the hills and the, the you know the surroundings of it. It doesn't kill you. And you can kill all the aliens and you get points for them. And you can keep doing this for quite a while, and obviously until it runs out. And when it runs out, it tells you, be careful, and you go back to normal and you shoot again. I mean, it just seems really weird. It seems very easy to do. I haven't actually played it properly. I might have to sort of um, rig a joystick up and a keyboard so I can get the up, down, left, right fire, as well as a joystick control, because I haven't got um, a cab with that four-way square pattern fire. So I have to try mm. it out. But it just seems, and it doesn't seem to get any faster. And it just seems the same thing over and over again. It's a really weird, janky game. And the, the the enemy patterns just seem really odd. They don't really go with the game. Because like when it's scrolling diagonally, the things just go up and down. It's really weird. But yeah, it's just, I'm really surprised how that game got on. It's Sometimes you, you look at a game and think, why was that popular? You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a bit different. But that first level, you can go through them ports almost constantly. Yeah, you don't even have to shoot anything. You can just sort of do the first level... Without even Without, shooting. Yes, I found that boring. And you cannot level. get killed. Yeah, that's what I thought. For some reason, when I was watching a video of it on YouTube, I thought if you went through the energy port 
and you hit stuff, you didn't get any points for it. So obviously it's it's, it's just to sort of calm things down if you're playing the game kind of thing. But it, you do get points for it. But what's the point? It's just weird. Mm. It's, it's just just walking into stuff, just flying into stuff. There's no skill in it whatsoever. It's a weird game, mate. Very weird. Yeah, and you do that for a lot of that first level. But yeah, it's yeah, it's not one for me. I've I've tried it. A no, few it's times, not for me. Not for me. I'm from Yorkshire. It's not for me. Is that for me? Mother Hubbard. I've tried it a few times, but I don't really yeah. get into it. Yeah, we won't be doing that one. That right, sort of what? leads us on to what have we been playing? Right, I've been playing a lot of the featured game. Actually, me too. Yeah, it, it surprised me, and I've been playing some old Zachariah EM and SS Electromechanic and Solid State virtual pins. Obviously, mm-hmm. I've got, on Steam. I've got a Zachariah sort of download. Oh yeah, and that, that that was was it Zachariah. It's a Zakaria, Zakaria. No, that doesn't Zakaria. sound right. <laughs> well, we know it's Italian, and Zakaria, I think it's Zakaria would be, wouldn't it? I don't know. Because Italian words, if you should got vowels at the end. Got letters in, haven't they? Yeah, but they've got vowels at the end, and everything sort of ends with, I'm not, I'm not sure not all words end with a vowel, but most of them, it'd be Zakaria, hmm. I, I believe. I don't know, but it's, mm. whatever. Yeah, a few of them, so I've been joining them. And uh, oof, 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 we're going to do this. Oof, oof, about two days ago. Mm. Was it a Saturday night? You said you've got to play this on Saturday morning. So I got. Yeah, to- I was. I, I actually was with a day late downloading this because I'm a, I'm a massive fan of the Spanish uh, game maker Locomolito. There's a guy called Locomolito and uh, Grizor87 are their nicknames. So Locomolito does the games and Grizor87 does all the sounds. And there's a few other people in the team as well. But they're a Spanish uh, based. They call themselves traditional games, so it's like arcade games and console games, but obviously on on Steam, uh, obviously on PCs. And I think some of them have imported to the Switch. I think you can get Super Hydora on the Switch, which is a really good game. Oh, brilliant! But they're very sort of arcade based. Some are original, some are based on like Gradius or you know, other kind of arcade games, traditional games, and they're absolutely brilliant. It's sort of like mm. pixel art games. Sort of like Mega Drive, Master System, MSX. They've got different sort of levels of their of their sort of console games, but they're they're in the vein of old console games. You, you wouldn't be surprised if you saw that on one of those machines in in the eighties. You know what I mean? Mm. And I really love some of the games. There's a game called Darkula. I really love. It. I believe that's what Donut Dodo was based on because it plays very similar. But Darkula was beforehand. So this new game is called. I saw it on on Twitter. And I was like, wow, I've got to get that. I've got to get that. And I didn't. I was so busy in the weekend I couldn't get it. But I got it a few days later. It's a game called Toxic Tomb. It's a new Locomolito game. Listen, listeners, get it now, pause the <laughs> podcast, run off to a computer, download it. You'll thank me later. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, I was playing it tonight just for the podcast, and I'm up to 77,000 now. So Ooh, I believe that the people we've been talking about, I'm, I'm the best so far. But Charlie Farr hasn't downloaded it yet. But I'm sure when he does, he'll be completing it. So there's a few of us on Twitter talking about it. And it is such a great game. It's really, really good. And it makes me wish that this wasn't just just an arcade podcast. Because we would definitely be doing a review of this. Because I want everyone mm. to play this. It's absolutely amazing. It wouldn't look out of place in an arcade cabinet. It really wouldn't. Or on a Master System. Or a Mega Drive. Or whatever. It's absolutely brilliant game. So good. And if this had came out 
in the 90s, 80s or 90s, it would have been a smash hit. I mean, everyone would be playing it. It'd be brilliant. Yeah, it's got it's got a bezel as well, which is which is very good. You look at it, and, and the instructions are like an arcade bezel, just like an arcade machine. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. what it looks like. And the titles, there's like a little track mode, and it tells you what to do in like three lines. You know what to do. Like it's an it's like an arcade sort of instructions. And then the CRT scan lines, they've they've done them very well. It's, I love it. I love it. I don't know how they've done it, but it actually, you know, some scan lines, people have just put black lines in between and you can tell it's sort of very basic scan lines, but these are kind of blurred like a, like a Mm. CST, CST, CRT it looked like. Yeah. It's it's really clever. I don't know how they've done the actual overlay for that. Another, well, Locomolito is very good at this because an old game of theirs, um, I think it's called, it came from Verminest and it's like, it's like a sort of, Gallagher game, very similar to Gallagher, but there's different modes for the screen. You can actually have like 1950s sci-fi mode where it's like black and white yeah. with like scratches on the screen, you know, like an old an old video or an old, old oh, film. God. It's really clever. It's really, really cool. And I've got a feeling, don't quote me on this, I have to play it again, it's got um, a 3D mode where you put the green and red glasses on and play old yeah. like 3D, yeah, <laughs> like the old 50s 3D thing. It's oh, so no. good. Everyone, go and get Toxic Tomb by Locomolito, right? It's a free download on locomolito.com. And do yourself a favour and get all their other games. All of them. They're all brilliant. Mm. There's one called uh, Castillo di Maldita, which is it's very similar to a Ghosts and Goblins game, but it's much more playable. It's easier. You can get through the game better. It's just it's really, really good. Verminesque brilliant. Um, what are the, Dark Killer is amazing I absolutely love Dark Killer it's so good and this new one amazing I'm just going to go on and on about this until everyone plays it it's brilliant go and get it right now yeah that was my Sunday afternoon gone playing yeah, I, that I, I keep playing it I keep. I played it tonight again before I went out of the dog I just going to have a quick game of this it's one of those games where I keep playing it it's, it's like so when you good. get a good podcast game I'll, I'll sneak away for five minutes just pop it on quick and have a quick go it's really really mm. good yeah it's so good I've also been playing. Or that have you seen that one line of Pac-Man game? That's a lot of people are talking about it. I it's don't a like phone line games. Pac-Man. It's yeah, not a phone game. It is a phone game, but you can play, you play it anyway. Sort of. You just got left and right. So it's a single yeah. line of dots with a pack and a ghost and a power pill. So you can go back left and right through the screen and sort of warp out the other side. And the idea is just to keep away from the ghost and eat the ghost. It's just boring. It's just one of those things a waste of time for me. But I mean, you if get, you've got, if it's one of those things that the kids like nowadays when you're at a bus stop for two minutes, just put your phone on and do that. Mm. I'd rather just stare into the distance and dribble a bit. <laughs> it's the new Flappy Bird. I oh God, that I hate Flappy Bird. I hate any game like that where you've got a the one button sort of trying to inertia, trying to keep the thing up in the air. Absolutely mm. hate that game. It annoys the heck out of me. Cannot be dealing There's, with it, sir. There are a lot of sort of copies. I tell you, I've, I've been as I get sort of sort of thinking, what can I play now? I sort of just go on to Mame and just try and find a few vertical shooters and just play them. So I found three: mm-hmm. Gunbird Two, which I have played in the no. past actually. Gun Nail, I was on the G's, and Pink Sweets, which is a cave game which I've never really played. Is but, Pink but, Sweets one of the hard ones or the easy ones? It seemed like medium to me. It didn't seem too hard. So I always thought were, Pink Sweets was one of the easier ones. 
There's a this is a long name. It's got pink sweets in the shop with girly shooty things. Yeah, three. Like that. Get a bag, kids. Three for a pound. What's gun nail? I've it's, heard of it. It's, it's a shooter. Yeah, but who makes it? Was it a Sikio game? No, it's not Sikio. Oh, I, I might forgot. like it then. I hate Sikio games. Gun nail is by NMK and Texmo. Yeah, but for me, it's been. I've been playing these Locomolito games because I, I, I installed Windows 10 on a PC recently. Oh, and that died the other night. I sent you a message, annoyed message about that. Yeah. I went, the computer was on. I wasn't using it. So I went into sort of like sleep mode. I went downstairs to go and get something. I came upstairs and looked on the screen and went, what's that? And it was like the, you know, the sort of black DOS screen saying mm. uh, eject disc and insert bootable disc. I was like, what's it doing now? Whatever I did, it, it basically the the drive that Windows is on on that computer. I've got three drives in there, and the main one is an SSD, quite a small SSD, which is the operating system on a few programs. It basically just killed itself. And I thought, oh, it might be a, a hardware problem. Maybe maybe the drives actually died because I know SSDs aren't as reliable as as you know movable hard drives. So I messed about with it for a bit and put my USB into reload windows on there and it looked at the disc and said this disc is unallocated space like it was a new disc that hasn't been formatted so i installed it on there again and it's working fine so it just killed itself for no reason that computer Mm. has got some of those locomolito games on windows games it had a cad program on there i think i installed like firefox and some very basic programs and I hardly ever use it, and it just killed itself for no reason. I wasn't even touching the machine; I wasn't using it, and it just have you died. Got up- updates on? I don't know. I can't remember. I think I might have updated it once. But mm. if a computer's working and you just use it, shouldn't it just work? Yeah, it should. Yeah. It's, it's you know, if you put an update on there and there was a problem or there was a conflict, you can imagine it going wrong. It just died out of thin air. God, and people wonder why I don't like Windows computers. I In like, I think eight years I've been using Macs now as my main computer, I've never had a computer die on me, ever, for whatever wow. reason. The only time I, inst- I reinstalled the OS on my laptop, the one you've got now, is because um, it's because a Windows product, Skype, there was a well-known problem with Macs, and it, it just wouldn't work properly on there, so I had to reinstall it to make it work. And in the end, we started using FaceTime instead of Skype to do our recordings. But that's the only time I've ever had to reinstall an OS on a, on a Mac computer because they just they just work. You know what I mean? It's not mm. difficult for something to just work without stopping for no reason. Oh God! Um, anyway, enough of that. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> I, I keep win. I keep Windows now, maybe mainly because of Ableton, the, the music software. Mm. I understand you need Windows because obviously it's the the dominant OS in out there. Mm. But at my work, we've got two PCs that were installed with exactly the same software on. They're on the network, so everything's on the on the desktop. It's the same on both. If you change something on one, it changes it on the other. We only use it for CAD, uh, the internet to look things up for work, and text files to put text files on the computer on the machines. And it reg- they regularly stop working. There's one of the favourites it does on both computers is if you go to a folder and you search for star 
and then a drawing number, which we, we keep all our programs under drawing numbers, it would just not work. One of the very basic things, a search doesn't work. <laughs> and you have to, re, you have to turn, the, you have to you know, restart it to make it work. What? It's, um, honestly. Anyway, we cannot be talking about this. We've got a lot to get through. So let's do the next section. Arcade News. Well, kids, well, well, well. Guess well, what? Well, well, well. Guess what? Revival is back. Ooh, fantastic. This is one of my favourites, this is. It's, I can't remember what, uh, not game over, I think the flyer says. Not game over. When? When is it, Vic? It is Saturday the 8th to Sunday the 9th of June 2024. I'm definitely going there. Where is it, Vic? It's in Dunstall Park Rakes, of course. Wolverhampton, West Midlands. WV6-0PE. Do you know, I went to, I think it was the the second one of them that they did. I think I've missed the first revival, and that was at the race course. And there I met, I think I met Alex for the first time. I met Ollie Alpha One, and mm-hmm. he bought his Lunar Rescue Titan I was cap. at that one. That was the, the game everyone was playing, wasn't it? Yeah. That was a really good one, that. So that, that was a really good. And uh, what's what's the main attractions, Vic? Oh, my goodness. There's 50 free-to-play video arcade and pinball Ooh. machines, 100 retro consoles, computers and Ooh. handhelds, uh, console, PC and portable link-up gaming, uh, dedicated collector <laughs> enthusiast group areas, exclusive <laughs> special guest presentations, talks and oh, Q&A panels. Q&A. There's uh, discounted retro and collectible traders, on-stage yeah. competitions, prizes and giveaways. Mm. There's a fully mm. licensed bar with hot and cold Ooh. food court. Extended opening times and RRE membership card benefits. It's going to be wow. some more of the more of the same awesome stuff. This is a really good one. And this one is is mainly made for and hosted by enthusiasts. I think a lot of the um, the cabs belong to Craig, the guy who organised it, but people bring their own cabs in as well. Mm. So it's not like a, a big corporate event. It's basically for, it's a smaller event for enthusiasts. And it's one of my favourite ones. I do like this a lot. There's never mm, been a bad they? one, actually. No, they are good, aren't they? That's, I'm really looking forward. And I'm definitely going to that one. Definitely. Well, we've got some... This should maybe be in the feedback, but it is arcade news. Phil Murray, this one is especially for the Vic and Sean Holly, as I know how much they love this game. Let's put a uh, little disclaimer in there. That is a complete lie. He's completed another high-score master for a fairly unpopular game. It's not about Blueprint. Oh, God. It's a very rare game, and it's not it's not common in the UK. Whilst the game has a high-score table with a player initial entry... It's always reset on power-up and to blank initials and zero scores. It also has a horrible free-play mode. Well, yeah, all of it's horrible, mate. Yeah. And the blueprint logo just sits there burning a hole in this CRT. It's put a few hundred bytes of Z80 code. Wow. And it now has a proper free-play maintaining the trap mode. A save 10 pence, or not 10 pence, 10 position high score table, which can be defaulted on power-up. Not much else to say. It adds some nice features, which should have been there from day one. Nice features like a more a closer off button, do you think? Instead yeah, of around or, the back. Or, or a bin that comes with it just to put it straight in the bin. <laughs> but if you do like this game and you have got a board of it, this does enhance it, as does a lot of uh, Phil's things. He does a lot of these, actually. He does a lot of... Because um, mm. I'm not sure if the, the hardware that he uses for these was available back in the 80s. Because it's basically called a Dallas chip. 
It's an right. EEPROM that's battery backed up. So when you put data into it, the battery on board keeps the data there. It's only a small amount of data, but it keeps it there. So Phil changes the code to make it work with a Dallas chip. And also, obviously, he usually puts in the free play slight change as well. So it just makes the free play more friendly to your, to your arcade cab, really, which is always brilliant. Now, I've got a few of these. I've got one on Phoenix. Uh, I've got one on... Oh, I've got one on my Ladybug as well, actually. I'm not sure if Phil did that one, but I've got one on there. And I've got a few on different cabs and different hardware. But they're obviously for real hardware, and it just enhances it a bit. It's really mm. good, and a lot of these, a lot of the games have got these now, and they're absolutely worthwhile doing. Really good. So yeah, well done, Phil, for that. Um, I'm not sure if you ever sell any, mate, because I'm not sure who's even got the board. But if you've got one, <laughs> go and see Phil on UK Vac. Yeah, well done, mate. Oh, we talked about the new Loco Melito game. We've been playing that to death. Did you yes. know that Loco in Spanish is crazy, and Melito is evil? Crazy, crazy evil. Crazy evil. Crazy evil. Oh, now, this is a good one. I found this on Twitter, I think. DonkeyKongHacks.net. DonkeyKongHacks.net. If you really like playing lots of crazy versions of Donkey Kong, get onto DonkeyKongHacks.net. Basically, they take the arcade code and do wild and wacky things to the game. Now, this one is Donkey Kong Pac-Man. I haven't been able to download and play this yet, but I am definitely going to do it. We might talk about this next time we, we talk. But basically, it's a ROM hack. Donkey Kong kidnaps Pauline again, but gets help from our four Pac-Man ghosts, Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. And they are not monsters, they're ghosts. It's obvious. Look at them. You know what I'm talking to. So Jumpman and Pac-Man must join forces to save Pauline. Each board contains a number of pellets that must all be picked up before the board can be finished. You start each board playing as Jumpman, but you can temporarily transform into Pac-Man by picking up a power pellet. When you play as Pac-Man, you're invincible and can chase and catch the ghosts. Each level contains four different boards that are variations on the original boards, including barrels, tunnels, elevators, and rivets. Make the, ja- make the Jumpman-Pac-Man team a success and save Pauline, but don't forget to pick up all the pellets. So I presume it kind of makes Donkey Kong into a game very similar to Bounty Bob Strikes Back. Where you got to actually oh, got to yeah, paint the be. levels in, but you obviously got to collect pellets this time on the levels. It's it's a really cool crossover. I like the sound of it. I've seen a video of it. It looks really fun. I'm going to get it. Mm. That one button Pac-Man game. We want to discuss that again. We will put it on the links so people can have a look at it. And I've put on there. No, it's pointless. <laughs> I was quite cross. Biscuits with you. Biscuits with you. I heard about you. Biscuits with you. Now, kids, biscuit review. A couple of months ago, Phil Cave sent us a picture of a pack of M&S, M&S, outrageously chocolatey milk chocolate coated custard creams. So as I was wandering around M&S, lost, because I don't normally go in there, I yeah. found some. Yeah. Uh, how outrageous are they? They're, they're, they're chocolatey outrageous. That's how they are. are they? Outrageously. They are exactly what you would think. So if you took a, a, a bite of dairy milk chocolate and then mm. crunched into a custard cream... That is the flavour you That's would get. That's known as a cocktail. Yeah. So, Biscuit so, cocktail. But there's only six in a pack. That's how good quality they are. There's only six biscuits in a pack. Mm, that's how it should be. I think eight or less are posh biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> they do look nice, actually. I'm not that... I don't mind custard creams. I like to dunk them in something. No. They're, they're just like eating sand. It's like eating 
Cement. Get out. Cement dust. No. Yellow cement dust. No. <laughs> I've done a good raspberry for a while. I think that's why she loves it. Recent pickups. What have you been buying, Polly? I've put after after the expense of Christmas. I've put biscuit crumb folly and mince pie tears. So you've not got any money left. So nothing. I'm trying. Yeah. To, I'm looking around. See Actually, if I bought anything lately. No, no. I don't think I have. You know, certainly not arcade related. I'm trying to sell some arcade cabs at the moment. Two ponies up for sale. Anyone who wants them, mm. nice ones. And a Galaxian machine, UK made Galaxian machine. If anyone wants to buy that. Hmm. Oh. So that's that out the thing then, isn't it? Listener feedback. We have got tons of feedback. Shared loads of Let's feedback. Let's do it. Missile number terms. five says, sorry to hear the big man is leaving the podcast. That's me. Uh, normally I would have tried get him to stay after 10 years he's done his time can we have Alex back I doubt it Alex is too busy he would have a lot to talk about with his arcade museum work failing that how about a female gamer with a sexy voice hmm doesn't have to have a sexy voice a female gamer would be pretty good actually get a woman's perspective on the games a big thank you to Victor for all his hard work a big thanks to Victor for all his hard work and joysticks and for creating the podcast in the first place I want to ask what are his three favourite episodes of the podcast ooh I'm not sure, actually. It's sort of the same thing for us over and over again, isn't it? It's, it's nice when we get a really good game, when we when we get really enthused about a game, when we find a good one. One I can remember is when we found Baloo Baloo no Denzetsu. You found that game, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Now, that was a real winner for us, because sure. we never heard of it, and it was just an absolutely brilliant game. It's a really nice game. It's nice when you find a sort of unknown game and you really get into it and, and the listeners get into it as well. We, we can have some good talks about it. It's quite fun. But I can't really think off the top of my head favourite ones. I do like it when we go to shows and we do one from a show. That's quite good. Yeah. Spatter was really good, weren't it? Remember Spatter? Yeah, I quite like Spatter as well. That was one of those um, the Sega System 1 game, wasn't it? Yeah. That was quite good. Yeah, I can't think of ones offhand, but yeah, ones, ones we find... An odd game, and also when we do one from a show. Hopefully, ooh, ooh, just thought, when Revival's on in June, that's going to be around the last podcast I do, isn't it? June, July, yeah. Ooh, might do it a live one then. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, 8th and 9th of June, yeah. Ooh, cool, that's it then. Oof, a live one, a live podcast, that'd be great. Mm. Or not. Or not. You won't, be able to, you won't be able to censor my stupidity, will you? You can't anyway, Sean. <laughs> you just can't do it. It's just a lost cause. However much I try. All right, next one is from the funk. He's the funk. He's got the funk. You, he's got the funk. Wow. When you get the notification for the new episode, then notice the person sat next to you or on the train looking weird, weirdly at you reading your phone. Trains, pervy Trevor, pervy Trevor, who wants to collect bananas. Let's hope he wasn't called Trevor. That's that's the top of the. That's the on the website. We sometimes put random things that we've been talking about, and I put them in. And one of them was trains and pervy Trevor. So if someone did look over your shoulder, be like, "What is this person watching? What are they listening to?" Mm. Andrew Hannay's been on. Just listen to you talk about writing new code on old hardware. Quite a few years ago, early noughties. 
I modified the code of Pac-Man to run on Pengo hardware, wrote it using an emulator. It was a fun exercise and did it all during work hours. But I I questioned this. I'm not questioning what they did. Doesn't Pac doesn't Pac-Man already work on Pengo or Pengo run on Pac-Man hardware? I can't remember. Because I'm sure I played Pengo on a multi-pack hardware add-on years ago. Maybe he's, he's doing it the other way around, perhaps. I don't know. Because mm. it is similar hardware. Oh, we've got a picture here from Space Time Junction. Replying to Sean and Vic. Good, I just bought this, and it is a dedicated blueprint. Oh, and why I've did you do that? The cab actually looks all right. The cab—it's a nice-looking cab, yeah. It is, it really is good nice. Looking. Yeah, it's good colours, and you got the monster on the footplate bit, and, and the, yeah, it looks all right. What Space Time Junction needs to do is get onto UK Vac, get hold of Phil Murray, and get himself a high-score stroke free-play mode hardware mm. add-on for it. That'd be good for that machine. Yeah. See, I wasn't even horrible about it. <laughs> Stupid game. Matt New MK. Merry Christmas, Sean. This is an old one. Ooh. Pass my cards on to Victor. Haven't got over the shock of Blueprint yet. Check this out. And this is a video. Oh, I'm not. No. This is a video about some Amiga thing on a pie. pie I'd rather Amiga dance or... barefoot on Lego than play Amiga. <laughs> Rubbish. Absolute nonsense. Oh, I, I loved my Amiga. I really loved it. Get oh, on with it. I've got Pie Mega. I don't know if we've got two or three or what. But Mr. Berserker's put a uh, great podcast. He's put, just want to say, long may they continue. Merry Christmas to everyone, because this is this is a while since we've done this show. And all connected with the 10p score. It's been a fun year of gaming. He, he gets really into the games on Twitter, it Mr. Does, Berserker. Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure if he's heard, but it won't be continuing with me for that long. Mm. Uh, Dave Retro London's calling. Remember me, Lock and Chase Champ on a recent show. Yes, we do, Dave. Hope you're both well and have a great Christmas New Year. Uh, I had to email and ask if you had a look at the attached picture. I've been playing a fair amount of Antstream Arcade on the Xbox, and it recently it looks like they've sorted the rights out to get the Namco games on there finally. They've been available on the PC Antstream Arcade for ages, but not the Xbox. This must be the new Xbox I think he's talking about. As a huge New Rally X fan, I thought I'd give it a go and see if the old skills are still there. Antstream's not perfect... A fair bit of screen tearing sometimes and some lag occasion, but generally it's okay. I had a good few days fighting my way out to the top, with plenty of rage quitting, swearing, and the occasional lobbing of the controller. But now I can blow my own trumpet. As I'm now number one globally. So why email this? Just take a look at who knocked off the top. It's the self-same Charlie Farr. Uh-oh. I hear you mentioned quite a bit. If so, I'll take the top score spot and throw out the challenge to Charlie if he's still on Antstream. I only pipped his score, as you can see, but that game becomes infuriating when you get onto the later levels, so every point counts. Thanks again for all the year of podcasts. I've listened to each one and will continue as long as it continues. All the best for 2024. Nice. Damien Thompson, I need to catch up, but wanted to share with you, as I've heard you mention Groovy Mame and the pain that is Windows in a cabinet, I found a Mr. Core that is different. Ah, yeah. There's a, a link to Mr. FPGA Core and a topic found on another Discord channel I follow. This isn't what you first think. It's using the Mr. as a GPU for a PC to support Groovy Mame, and it works over Ethernet. I'm not Ooh. sure what this does. But you mm, need a Mr. system, which I've got, and a PC. So it uses you're playing the game on the PC, but it uses the Mr. as a GPU. I'm not sure why. Mm. But it sounds fascinating. 
<laughs> yeah, it does say here, he says, my head is still trying to process this, and there's a YouTube video in the GitHub post now. So we'll put a link on that so people look at. So mm. Aid Skyway's been on, either via Twitter, and it says, arrived safely. He's talking about his T-shirt that you sent him. Well done to all who took part last year, especially the real winner, which was Rygar. So Mr. Aid Skyway was second behind the winner, because the winner already has a T-shirt. And it says there, don't worry everyone, the tree is down now. Still working on removing chocolates and mince pies. He's got a Christmas tree in the background. He looks very pleased with his t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, well done, well done, Aidan, winning the first behind Rygar 10p high score challenge. It was first behind Charlie Farmer yes. for five years. We're not going to do uh, things normally, are we? Come on. No. So many congrats to Aids. You played extremely well and are well worthy of the fabled t-shirt. Well done to all of the players too. Yeah, all this is what Rygar's put. It's been another fun year, Sean and Vic. How about setting up an Etsy shop and selling commemorative 10Ps so we can all get a, an, ourselves a keepsake? Mr. Berserker is also interested in a 10P tea. I'll tell you what, Etsy is quite expensive to use. I'm not too keen on it, but maybe do a vintage one. Mm. Vinted is quite a good way to sell things, apparently. Hmm. Yeah, we'll look into that. Yeah. Uh, Theodore Merrill's been on. Good name. After the fun of the Blueprint episode, hmm, I went back and played <laughs> the Commodore 64 cartridge version of the game. And I can say that the cartridge version is better than the arcade. Wouldn't take much to do that. The game is in landscape display, which makes it easier to see the entire screen, so not as many surprises when bouncing flower pots. The 64 version is also a bit slower than the arcade, which makes it kind of more enjoyable. I've practically never played the arcade version in main, but I found the arcade version very annoying also. Right, you've got some massive feedback here. Feedback, someone is listening. A report card is done for us. Hello? This is quite a lot of feedback. We'll sort of skim through this, because it's basically just slapping us on the back. And yeah. we don't really need to read all that out. But thank you. Thank you very much for your kind comments. So this person's been lurking for several years before finally getting off their bottom. Like how much I enjoy your podcast. Uh, it's great. Com- loads of compliments here. Uh, score. He puts a bit to score for his burger time as well. One of his favourite games. And he's basically saying we do good audio quality. Well, it's better now. Now you've got your podcast in uh, microphone, Sean. Yeah. Program format, humour, website. Crab magic, crab magic discussion. You only got a B on that one. That's a B. That's because you've stopped doing it for a bit because you've got a poorly arm. Attention that's to biscuits. A, yeah, that's, that's an A plus. Tick. Uh, community building. Tick. Selflessness. Tick. Uh, use of sound drops. You haven't used sound drops for a while. I'll have to put a few in. Uh, knowledge. Well, we're both we're both arcade nerds, aren't we, Sean? Yeah. Yeah. That's very nice, and he's put a load of stuff at the end. This is excellent. Oh, he put his name at the bottom, which is a great name. It's Robot Caterpillar. That's a That's great name. Robot Caterpillar. Yes. That's a good name. Good I might name. Ni- I might nick that from a new techno band. What do you reckon? Robot you Caterpillar. You better ask him <laughs> first, I think. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. So he's put, yeah, Vic is great. Sean is great. Sean's a player's player. I'm going to read this out. <laughs> Sean is a player's player. Sean speaks to those in the audience who just wants to play their effing game, especially if it's bullet hell. When Sean gets his attention focused on a game, look out, records will be broken. He's so so nice, isn't he? Sean's passion for biscuits, silliness and retro gaming is only matched by Victor himself. I admire Sean's humility and his self-deprecating humour. And he's a bloody gorgeous young man. I didn't does not say to, that there. So. I don't see that I, at all. And, and you, you read your bit out. This is great. Go on. Uh... A bit of. Uh, nah. <laughs> nah. 
<laughs> it's just all very nice, actually. He says um, about about how I make stuff. Um, mm. Victor all trades. Well, mainly engineering. Uh, yeah, and it just says about uh, how I sort of help out people in the community and, and try and explain what I've been doing lately. So it's very nice of him to say this. Um, mm. And also, it says at the end, for God's sake, use a CRT, which I would definitely underline. Mm. If you can, use a CRT, for goodness sake. God's sake. And there's some more of the same kind of uh, really nice feedback. It's, it's very uh, humbling, this. It's from Chris Plus Plus, who's not been on for ages. And it says, Victor, this is directed to you for perhaps obvious reasons. Uh, it says, Sean is a phenomenal co-host and a beardy fool anyway. He obviously knows who you are. <laughs> but then I can't talk at the moment. He's obviously got a bit of the old face chin glove going on. Uh, but you, sir, started the podcast, kept editing it and getting it out there for us for a decade. And thank, and you've recently announced your impending retirement from the show. So I think I owe you a massive thank you. Uh, I've enjoyed free of charge and blah, blah, blah over the years. Yeah, I, I don't believe in charging for podcasts, for goodness sake. And we don't really need any... Uh, okay. We used to have a few little bits and bobs from people from sponsorships, didn't we? We've got some microphones and things like that over the years. And people have sent mm. us biscuits and all the like. I think that's more than enough, don't you? Yeah, we got biscuits and we were featured in a game. Sean Kung, was it Sean Fu Master? Sean Fu Master. <laughs> yeah, that. that was great oh, and stuff yeah. like that. And I'll have to try and find the, the ROM of that and put it somewhere for people to get or I'll try and do it legal. I don't know how to do it. But yeah, people need to play that. It's a ROM hack of Kung Fu Master. It's got me and Sean's silly faces pasted in there somehow. Kimber Simbin sent us a Kit Kat with us on it. Yeah, on I've got cover. that over there. I'm going to have to, a little frame. I'm going to frame it. It looks really good. I'm not, yeah. I'm not eating the Kit Kats. I've had to sort of smack wife away from it a few times as well. <laughs> Chris goes on to say, uh, it was back in January 2014 when I thought there was a podcast out there somewhere dedicated to classic arcade games. My friends Jim and Sean wouldn't be starting the Pie Factory podcast for another year. And I was never a fan of No Quarter, for whatever reason. So I searched and found that there was a brand new show that focused on arcade games for the era I like. Uh, can't be bothered with modern tickety stuff or software that requires an internet connection for updates. That's just silly. I read that this new podcast was based in England, which I was very happy to hear. I always felt that the British game community was been underrepresented, considering how many pioneering computer efforts have come from there. And besides, I was eager to hear about growing up in the era from a British perspective. There was only one episode of the Tempest Arcade thus far, uh, you and Alex talked about Pirate Ship Higamaru, a game I'd never heard of. I tried it out and found it immensely fun and addictive. It quickly became one of my favourites, and I've still have a go of it regularly. I've listened to every episode since then. I've also a regular watch of Alex's channel. What a great guy. Uh, you should also watch Sean's uh, pod, uh, YouTube channel as well. It's good. Mm, Sean's Arcade. This wasn't the only game you turned me on to. Over the years, you've covered many games I never would have discovered otherwise, and how I, now I count you amongst one of my favourites. So I owe you that. I know this is getting massively long-winded, but even though you tend to be rather modest about it, Victor, you've con- contributed massively to the international classic game community. From your custom controllers to your engineering tips, not to mention your generosity with your knowledge, and of course the podcast itself, you've been tremendously helpful and welcome figure to the game obsessives on both sides of the sea. Uh, you even went out of your way to plug my ebook from years ago. Oh, this was the classic... Um, this was orphanedgames.com. Yeah, he did a book of really odd janky games it's really i bought the book it's really cool uh, i'll put a link in the show notes again and see if you can still get it and he does go on to say oh you can't go and blah 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 all this stuff. but i've got to it's got to go it's got to happen <laughs> he loses composure for a moment but that was from chris federico in new mexico cool place to live thank you for uh, that chris adam flint 
uh, this is for your listener feedback section. I forgot to mention when submitting my score. There's a new version of MAME for Droid. MAME for Droid is a very, very old version of MAME for Raspberry Pi. But this is a new version. Yeah. And this is called MAME for Droid 2024. And it's based on 0.261, which is bang up to date. Yeah, yeah. Bang up! Which is a report of the MAME tic- and emulator. And Burger Time was the first game I played, having previously been on MAME for Droid. The new MAME for Droid isn't included yet on Launchbox. I think people use Launchbox as a kind of a front end for a lot of games. Okay, this is all Android stuff, so I'm not, I'm not familiar mm. with it at all. And they're looking into it. Thanks, Adam. Cool. Good for those uh, Android users. Or oh, some late feedback. I just got this the other day. It says, hello, Victor and Sean. Love playing the frustrating and coin-guzzling classic. This is uh, Burger Time. The most frustrating thing about the game is Ken. The name of the top of high school table remains standing on top of every ROM I have. Evercade, Cab, Mayu Mini. He is haunting my dreams. My break times in work, and I was even discussing my obsession with beating him to my year eight pupils in PSHE lesson on addiction. My desire <laughs> to beat Ken remains, and I dislike whoever Ken is. For absolutely <laughs> no good reason. I know to get more. My score of 16,715 is my best, and I played this a lot and improved my previous score by a thousand or so points. Level 3 is my downfall. I will continue to play this, though. Thanks for another great month. This is Retro Rex. And I well, think Retro Rex was too late to get in the podcast scores, I'm afraid. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Jay Ping Barber, he says, you guys probably know about this, but it looks interesting. Imagine there will be a lag, but it looks impressive. And it's an arcade time capsule in VR. Oh, God, so you, no. You put your VR headset on, walk no, around. No, you don't. Lovely arcade. I'd rather put a then, bin on me, Ed. And then you play the games. But the thing is, you're playing the game with the VR headset on. So if, if you're looking, so if you're looking at Donkey Kong, you, you're mm. moving. So so the whole screen is moving. It's not a static image that you're playing. You mm. play it. It's, it's very strange to look at. That'll make so me think, go, book. So I think it'd take some getting used to. So like if you're playing, I think you put Black Tiger on as well. And if even if you stood like a like a millimeter off center you can tell and, and oh it, god yeah, that sounds that sounds horrific it what i'll do is i'll use traction. ar actual reality i'll go and play one of my cabs do you know what ar stands for actual it's, reality it's augmented reality oh tell you what i'm quite a fan of augmented reality like Have the pokemon ever, game yeah i've not played that but if you play there's some games on the 3ds that work like that and they're quite clever. And I think some hmm. mobile phone ones as well. They're quite clever. But VR, I'm not going to strap a stupid thing to my head. Absolutely not. God, no. <laughs> Hard no from me. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll probably get into it one day. Anything that makes you feel sick, I don't want to know. I hate being sick. It's one of the worst things. I, I haven't got a phobia about being physically sick, but I really dislike doing it. I haven't been sick for... Eight or nine years, just even from illness. You know, I, I don't drink anymore, so I'm not going to be sick from that. But oh god, being sick is just the nastiest thing for me. I really don't like it. Mm, it's horrible, isn't it? Ew. Friendly shout outs. I'm going to give a shout out as this is a sort of a pre-Christmas one. All my family and friends that we met up with and hosted over Christmas, it was great. My brother, right, we got a takeaway on one night and he was amazed how cheap the Blackburn takeaways are compared to his hometown. <laughs> like, what, does he live in London or something? He, he lives in Wellingborough, Northamptonshire. He said it's like, right. 
we we got I don't know we got twelve inch pizzas and burgers and and chips and chicken wings and it comes about 30 quid and he said honestly that would be 70 quid where i live wow. 70 quid but you did get a bowler free with it so you're all right mm. ebola mm. ebola is that what you meant ebola i thought you meant a bowl like a bowler <laughs> do you know what when you questioned that i knew you were going to come up with some bowl bloody anecdote i just knew it <laughs> God, I've got to stop doing this. <sighs> Never change, Sean. Never change. And also, no, I'm not going to. It's too late now. And also, Retro Russ for creating the biscuit time marquee. Move over burger time. It's biscuit time. He's taken the burger time yes. and created it into biscuit time, which is on our life. And changed the burgers into biscuits. It's really clever. If I had a burger time cabinet, which I probably wouldn't have, I would definitely get this printed up and change it. Definitely. Mm. It looks really good. It's really professional looking. Did that ages ago, didn't he? A few months, yeah. Oh, I think it was a long time ago he did that. Oh, yeah. And then we, yeah, and I said, oh, can, yeah, I messaged him. Can we use your biscuit time? Yeah, it was a while ago, yeah. Yeah. And he said, of course you can. Thank you, sir. Have you seen this? I mean, you, you put me onto this. I was just reading your words out here. This mm. is uh, from, is it Paul Hammond? Is this Paul X again? It is, it is. Oh, God, the guy's... I keep saying he's a machine. He keeps mm. churning out excellent quality Pico 8 games. I think this is basically... An old one. Oh, yeah, fair enough. It's it's Load Runner, but with Lemmings in it. Genius. And thankfully, it's got nothing to do with Lemmings. I hate the game Lemmings. I absolutely despise it. But the baddies are Lemmings in the game. And it's just a nice Pico 8 port of Load Runner, which I totally approve of. Love Load Runner. Mm. I like loads Great. of versions of Load Runner. I like the old Apple II version... I like the Atari 8-bit version. I like the NES version. I like the arcade versions. I just really love Load Runner. It's just a really simple, cool little game. Love Very it. Very clever, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, love it. Arcade Master Quiz. Now, this is good, right? Because I didn't have time to do a quiz, and you've changed it. You've done a quiz, another quiz for me, and this is going to be 10 pence arcade podcast history. So I should be getting 5 million points on this. Right, here we go. This is all about the games we have covered from episode one to the present day, episode 195. Oh my goodness. Are you ready? I've never been ready, Aurora. <laughs> if, if I was right. a ready, if I was, I, I, I couldn't be, if I was a battery, I'd be an ever ready. If I was a breakfast, <laughs> I'd be ready breck. Now give it to me. Give it to me now. <sighs> okay. Number one, June. 2014 we're going way back way only back, 10 kids. years ago i'll easily remember this go on what r type style horizontal shooter on the neo geo did we cover i think this was still alexis what did you cover on the neo geo an r type style shooter well it wasn't viewpoint because that's an isometric game uh we didn't do andrew dunos oh no i can't remember the name of it now someone where you get the letters L U C K Y. Will that do? <laughs> the loose description no, of the that's game. that's Polestar, isn't it? Was it Polestar? No, it's Last Resort. We did Last Resort. Yeah, long yeah. Time because ago. I remember now because I put loads of um, Papa Roach bits in. This <laughs> is my last resort. Next one, podcast twenty nine, t- January 
2015. Oh my Lord. What was a Tetris-style blocks falling from the roof and you shoot them to make rectangles kind of thing? Quaff. Quaff, yeah. And, co- and another thing I remember about the game, for a bonus point, if I may, yeah, is your podcast image was you laying on... Is you like wearing no clothes? Just a, a, a cartoon figure of you laying on the, the 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 Tetris blocks, and me just looking away in disgust. Yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. good little that, game that as well. You get another point to for its other name. Um, block. Yeah, you got half of it. Uh, block shooty thing in space. Block. No, block hole. Block hole. I'll give you half for that. For block. I'm going to for some reason. Uh, we're up to March 2015, episode 33. A bonkers Alice in Wonderland style isometric shooter thing. What the hell was that? Martian maze. It was. And it runs on the same hardware as Pac-Mania. Is that a, can I get a bonus point for that? No. Didn't think so. You can if you want. Yeah, I'll give you bonus point. They're very generous tonight. Uh, August 2015, this is. Podcast 43. A vertical scrolling shooter map with an insane amount of green bullets and you're defending the earth. Can you remember it? Loads of green bullets. Green bullets? Yeah. Defending and, and, the earth. And then you, you've got like a sort of a, a readout on the side of you going up towards the... The what's it? I can give you a clue. Give me a clue. You're defending the Earth from comets. From comets. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Haley's Comet. Oh, that was your favourite game, wasn't it? You, I liked it was one of your favourite ones from being a young man. It was Bullet Hell before Bullet Hell, back in 1877. Yes. Woo-hoo. All right, question five. We've got 20 questions, actually. Oh, my Lord. I better run through them, then. I'm a bit bonkers. Podcast 82, March 17. Which Metal Slug game did we cover? We've only ever covered five. No. It was was three. No. It was X. (laughs) (laughs) Was it X? Metal Slug X, which was, a, I think it was a remake of Metal Slug 2, I think. We did that at the Time Warp Arcade. Mm, maybe, yeah. It was when we visited that. That's when we did it over that time. I'm sure we did five. Okay, never no, mind. No, we did, we did X, okay. which was really good. Uh, podcast 105, April 18. Which Strikers 1945 did we cover? Does it matter? Three? Yes. Oh, Three. Bloody sickier game, yuck. Yay. Next one. Podcast 114, August 19. Oh, I've already talked about this. Kid in a scrolling maze on a tricycle bumping into walls and the walls flexed. Spatter. Yeah. Great little game. I forgot I mentioned that. Right, podcast 122, December 18. A snake extending into a maze from an egg and then shooting back into his shell before his body got hit. You only... I know what you're like, Holly. I'm pointing at you now with my accusatory tone. Because you asked me about this a while back and I couldn't remember the name of the game. And it's not Pulsar. (laughs) It's a Konami game. And I still can't remember the flipping name of it. You've done this on purpose, you absolute swine. Your snake goes into the maze, collects some eggs, and then then you let go of the joystick and it goes flying back into his little egg. Oh! We did it. 
when we went to Chicago in 2018, it's a little sort of side note from the Chicago Oh, no, it's podcast. not the game I'm thinking of, is it? No. Oh, no. Oh, you absolute monster. I can't remember. Go, go, Miles from Owl. Yes, that one. <laughs> right, right. Oh, dear. You've got, you've got five and a half now. You know, you're doing all right. Uh, podcast 130, April 10. Must be, it might be April 20th. I don't know. Isometric Neo Geo Racer with squiddy, skiddy turns and six and a half minutes to complete the game. Do you remember that game? I remember the game. Now, you're going to try and get me for the title of it, aren't you? Mm. Um, it's not World Rally. Because that is the other version that looks very similar to it. Another game that looks very similar to it. That's a Galco game. This is... Oh, no. No. Oh, I can't get it. Neo Drift Out. <laughs> That's only so I don't have to edit out my swearing. Damn. Well, you get these. Podcast 141, October 19. Maze game with a trombone eating notes. Oh, the, so that, that is another good game we stumbled across. That is Pulu, uh, La, La Papa or... Yeah. Oh, what's the second name of it? Um, Palapa? <laughs> Can't remember. I was playing it just the other day. It's a really cool Deco cassette game. You, La Papa is one of the names of it, so that'll yeah. do, won't it? Rootin' Tootin'. Rootin' Tootin', that's Rootin it. Rootin' Tootin', Shootin'. That game right. is absolutely brilliant. It's I a really it weird little game, but it's absolutely amazing. It's it is cool good. Game. It is good. Yeah. Yeah, podcast 11 now. Let's go no, back hang on. Number 11. <laughs> Oh, go on, nearly. I'm, I'm not good with numbers, me, kids. Podcast 151, June 2020. A blue hat wizard making his way through a maze, scrolling vertically, and he's jumping on some platforms to get to the other platforms. This was a bit of an obscure one, but we quite liked it. Yeah, I know the game. I've got no idea of the, the name of it. Um, is it a Taito game? I can't remember. What's it called? Magical Crystals. Yeah, it was a good little game, that. That was a nice little game, yeah. that one. You're sort of in, in like floating in the clouds kind of thing, and you've got to jump over so if you don't fall off. Yeah, good game. Mm. Good game, good game. Right, this is Mr. Neil25, one of his favourites. Podcast 163, May 21. Single screen, round up sheep and cows with your rope and, and a ferret thing sticking his head out of a well. Lasso. Lasso. Well Great done. little game. I like that I one. That ferret it's nice. Thing. Janky, but nice. Pocket up. I'm going back in time now. Podcast 133, June 19. Fantasy-themed run and gun. It looks kind of like an armoured walking beetle. Alien undertones. The subtitle is Cybernetic Hyperweapon. Oh. Is it Atomic Runner? No, Act Fancy. Act Fancy, gun. yeah, yeah. Weird Act Fancy, you. It was... Right, podcast number 145, January 20. The two Space Invader type games that we did that had like a space in, uh, spaceship at the top and they dropped invaders into the tunnels. You remember they dropped them into the tunnel? Yeah, Astro Invader. Yeah, that's one. Can you get the other name? Uh, Kamikaze. Yep, two points for that. Mm -hmm. Question 15, podcast 174, May 22. The two Scramble type games that Drisky picked... There was one underwater one and one not underwater. <laughs> right. Can so you remember them? It was one of them, 
Was it Fathom? No, it's a pinball. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, something is it? Something six sixty. I think that was a kind but of a, another name for it. Yeah, uh, um, Battle of Atlantis. Yeah, you get that. Yeah. Yes. And also, Mariner was the other one. Mariner. Mariner is a really janky scramble clone, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going back now to podcast 86, May 17. Uh, are you, what have I done do about this? That's one. not English, kind of, that's just noises. I did kind of like it, and then I didn't. On. One button kind of puzzle bubble thing, where you're a cat with a pinball plunger. Can you remember that? Ooh, Poco. Yeah, well, Puzzle Poco, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who did it? A cave. Cave did it, yeah. Just Do you want to know like some that. extra trivia about that game? Go on. You get these little cat paws that go over the joystick knob, and they're really yeah. rare and hard to find. I think people have reproduced them. You get little cat paws, so you can hold on to that cat, the cat's paw when you're playing the game. Didn't Peter K. Mansweet? He has got an original one, and he's got it in it. a Capcom cute cabinet. When we went around his house in Sweden. He loves that ago. game. It's a very good game. It's one of the um, the cheaper cave games to buy. It's quite good. Right, going back again, podcast 68, August 2016, we covered two games. Mm. One of them was Cosmic Allen. Yes. What What was the other? Just think of the picture. Oh. Ollie Alpha 1 like this, you've got to know about it. Was it, I couldn't mean Galaxian, because they're very similar games. No. Cosmic oh. Allen and... I don't know. Crazy Balloon. Oh, a game I hate. <laughs> right, on to the last three questions now. Going back to podcast 95, October 17. A forced scrolling military shoot 'em up, a bit like Commando with more vehicles. It reminds me a bit of Gunsmoke. This was chosen by Arcade Perfect Duo when you were away somewhere, I think. Daz and Tagster. This is a bit of a, a weird one if you get it. It's a bit tricky. It's like Commando. Ooh. But with more, more vehicles. And it reminds me of Gunsmoke because you can shoot in different like different directions. Oh, is this... Um... Oh, you, you drive a Jeep round in it. Yeah, there's that as well, yeah. And it's not a... It's not a joystick um, where you move the, the controller around on the joystick to fire in different directions. No. It's not Midnight Resistance, is it? No. What Thunder- is it? Thundercade. Thundercade, yeah. I can sort of picture the game, but I can't remember the name of it. Okay. Right. Last two questions. Podcast 119, October 18. What game is on the same hardware as Spatter and Flicky and was chosen by Lewis, our Lewis? What game did he pick? Is it Teddy Boy Blues? It is. Yay. Yay. We weren't so keen on that, was we? And the last one, going back to Podcast 27, December 14. A single screen grid purple maze blue junction what am i writing here it's purple mazes with little blue knobs on the junctions you have to collect colored keys to open the gates to get through this is the game you're annoying me about because i couldn't remember the other name it's pulsar it is up yours holly (laughs) you knew i wouldn't remember that and i bloody did up yours you got 14 and a half that's out of four million out of probably 40 because there's some of them were double questions that's not bad well you know what we're going to do next podcast don't you 
Yes. I'll be quizzing you on them. Ooh, right, okay. Ooh-ah! That would be good. That was a good quiz. I like it. And our word from our sponsor. These potatoes are for the crisp makers. Here they won't come up. We're too good to be any old crisp. We wanna be crisp. We wanna be I better phone Smith's. We wanna be Smith's, Smith's crisps. So good, every potato Smith's wants to be one. Sean, did I choose this game or did you choose it? Uh, I chose it. And what is it? It is Burger Time from Day Therese, 1982. It's a four-way, one-button pepper spray and bunch of goodness. You've got a main CPU in it, which is unusual for a game, and it's have a CPU. Or is that, is that very usual? Oh, fair enough. And a sound. It's got sound. Would That's you like to say what the main CPU actually is? Yeah. yeah you just glossed be. over that with your big thick paintbrush, didn't you? <laughs> it's an M six five zero two. So we're getting more complicated than the Z eighty now. And it's and another M six M six five oh two for the sound and an AY eight nine two. Why have two sound chips when the sound's this poor? I don't know. The sound's alright. It's alright. AKA hamburger in Japan. And it ran on the Deco cassette system as well. But we we right. we're doing the PCB version. We are. Yeah, because the sixty five oh two is a popular one, but it's quite Seems quite underpowered for a lot of the mm. games. It usually went to Z80 by then. But yeah, it's, it's no surprise it works on the uh, Deco cassette system. And it sounds like this. Now, basically, the hamburger store has gone mental. And there is there is just crazy, huge, m- monstrous pieces <laughs> of burger try- going around beating up chefs on platforms. <laughs> so what you've got to do is put them in their place, i.e. in a burger. Mm. Now, this is a unique platform. We don't know any other games like this. We have to assemble numerous burgers at the bottom of the screen. We're dropping a layer of burger bun, cheese, lettuce, and other stuff onto another layer of burger bun. Sounds easy, right? Yeah. Each screen is made up of platforms joined by connecting ladders. At the bottom of the screen are a number of empty plates while the, while the burger ingredients are on platforms above the plate. So our Peter, because he's called Peter Pepper, must walk along the entire width of the ingredients to make them drop to the platform below. If the bad guy is on the burger part when it is dropped, he will fall with it and stop when he gets to the bottom. That's where you get the points. Mm-hmm. As the weight of the bad guys does this to the gravity fact. A burger is only completed once all of the ingredients are landed on the plates and you put the burger top on, yes, on it as well. On the last bit, yeah. Making a huge meal for some hungry sap. 
There are three bad guys. There's Mr. Hot Dog, Mr. Egg, and Mr. Pickle. Americans go a bit mad about this because they don't put egg on their burgers. But it's quite a common thing in the UK. In the UK, takeaways have a fried egg on a burger. It's not? Yeah, it is. I love an egg burger. Not Scoffers a, not- in Weymouth, when I used to go out on the, on the drink when I was younger, always used to have an egg burger at the end of the night. It's amazing. You haven't lived, Sean. No, not an egg, not egg burgers. Oh, no. egg burgers. Brilliant. Anyway. Not, not on the Blackburn menus. I'll have to inquire. Any contact with these baddies results in loss of her life. Peter can freeze them for a couple of seconds with a pepper spray to escape or group them. Something I tried a lot with limited success. That's me, that, yeah. You can start with four peppers and you can replenish them by getting the gettable gets in the centre of the screen. There's ice cream cones, coffee and fries. You can eat them all in that order. You don't get a pepper replenishment if you die. So you, you, you respawn and there's no pepper. No, it's... Yeah, that's one of my big bugbears of this game. There are six different levels and it loots ad infinitum. Do you like that? It doesn't, though, does it? Ad infinitum means infinitely. It doesn't. does. There's a kill screen at level 28. Is there? Yeah. Level 28, enemies move at two and a half times faster than they did before, right? So it's really difficult. After 90 seconds, if you survive that long, they slow down to a crawl, moving one step every five seconds. This is known as the kill screen for the game. So the game does go a bit mad, and it loses ah, itself. Right. Ah, right. So it can take like an hour to do a level, because the things are moving so slowly, it just makes yeah, the game right. almost impossible. We're going to put a strategy wiki on the website for a look at. Some interesting ways of playing the game. The scoring goes like this. This is where you get the massive points, kids. Mm. So stacking a burger ingredient is just 50 points. Crushing Mr. Hot Dog, 100. Mr. Pickle, 200. Mr. Egg, 300. Collecting an ice cream, 500 points. Coffee, 1,000 points. And collecting fries is 1,500 points. If you drop ingredient with one enemy on top, you get 500 points. And they go all the way to the bottom. Two enemies, 1,000 points. Three enemies, 2,000 points. Four enemies, 4,000 points. Five enemies, 8,000. Six enemies, 16,000 points. And that's where it gets you. That's where you get the big old points. The thing is, though, once you get a single drop, you get an extra life. You get an extra Mm. life every 10,000 points. So a single drop with all those guys on, extra life, extra life, extra life. Hold on there, burger boy. You get an extra life every 20,000 points. So if you can get them grouped like that, the game sort of becomes quite easy. But getting them grouped is the difficult part. It is. It's very hard. I watched it. Well, watched about ten minutes of the Twin Galaxies submission, mm. and he got he got them grouped earlier on and just carried on doing it. I think if you like- group them via patterns, and you know the patterns, it's possible. But it's it's like mm. a patternable game, which we're not into. Right. Tips and secrets. I'll put milk the first level for as many bonuses and peppers as you can. It only gets trickier from here on in. And Rygar's put similar. Stock up on pepper sprays. Don't drop a burger without a condiment on top. Mm. Uh, from Jay Ping, I think to get a big score, it's possible to group them, you know, like we said, tight together using the pepper, then lead them to the lot, drop lead them to the top level and drop them for a big score and repeat because they had grouped together after that. But I couldn't do that. I just could not group them all together. I could get three. I, can I get couldn't three. get four. Yeah, it's and easier the said than done. One, yeah, it would kill you. Yeah. Thing is, when when you do group them and you drop them, it, there's some other games that do this as well. As soon as they come out again, they're all together again, so they always stay grouped. 
and they mm. always go for you in the same direction. So if they follow each other in the same direction, there is a way of controlling them on the ladders. Because if you if you go up sort of halfway up a ladder, like on Mouser, the baddies will go where you are. They'll try and get to you. So they'll go. Up, you can control them up and down as you mm. go if you're clever. But I mean, I just couldn't really get into that that way. I got a, a fair way into it, but I couldn't group six together. But six, you only get six baddies on level three onwards when the pickle turns up. Yeah. I think, so it's quite difficult to do that. And obviously, when you do drop a burger with all of them on, it gives you loads of time because nothing else is chasing you. It gives you time to go and set up another burger and wait for them on the burger and then just do it again and again and again. But as soon as the, le- the, the game, the new level starts, you've got to group them again which is the mm-hmm. hardest bit. So once you group them once, it shouldn't be that difficult to keep grouping them to do all the levels. But there's only one level where there's six burgers to make. So you can only do it six times before you've got to do it again. But six times 16 is massive score, isn't it? 16,000 mm-hmm. points. So you get mm-hmm. lots of extra lives. And once they're falling down on their own, you can just go and pick up the, the free peppers every time. Yeah. But it's just getting... If you can get that far into the game, then it's just rinse and repeat. But I couldn't even get that far. Yeah, I got to I got to level three, I think, and then I'm at the bottom of the screen, and I'm just panicking. I'm just spraying peppers to get to the top of the screen because everything just attacks you. Yeah, and then there's no peppers left, so I'm screwed. But I didn't get past level three. Well, I I got to level five, I think. I think what you can do if you go up the screen straight away, and then sort of hang about and make the 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 baddies follow you in a certain way. You can sort of evade them a bit. But they do try and they sort of they all get they come to you from all over the place and you do get overwhelmed. That's what I noticed. It says here if you can waggle the joystick faster than eight times a second, you can do up and down ladders. But what is that? Is that some sort of hack to do that? Yeah, it's some sort of frame you, you need thing. to cheat to do that, I presume, on, on MAME or something. No, you can, you, you can apparently the very good players can do it. They can just waggle the joystick and you can actually skip up the levels. Oh, some, right. some sort of frame loop thing that you can take advantage of. Because you can do that in Donkey Kong, you know. Can you? Yeah, there's a thing on Donkey Kong. It's something to do with the kill screen, but I think you've got to do it with um, some kind of assistance. If you, if you, if you can move up the, the ladders really quickly, you can evade the kill screen or something. I can't remember exactly what it is now. Mm. The graphics and sound of this game you've put on there very repetitive tune. What it is? Yeah. I quite like those repetitive tunes. I don't know why, because I hate repetition. But those don't they don't bother me. They're sort of just a background noise while you're playing the game. The sound effects are quite good. Mm. Uh, and the graphics are quite nice, especially for that era. Nice colourful yeah. graphics, different yeah. coloured um, sprites and stuff. I'm quite confused. When you lose a life, it's quite a happy tune. It sounds just like this. And that, to me, sounds like a level-cleared noise. Yeah. Doesn't it? It doesn't sound like you mm. died. It sounds like a level-cleared noise. Now, the cabinet for this is absolutely gorgeous. It looks just like uh, a Glaxian or a Gallagher uh, or a Pac-Man. You know, those, those Namco Midway games. Um, so, But the thing is... The side of it is shaped like the character in the game. So it's got a massive Peter Pepper on the side of it, holding a burger and sort of leaning on a salt shaker. And his hat is the same shape as a cabinet. So it sort of it follows around the graphics. And it's really colourful. It's got really nice 
marquee with the, the you know the main guy running around the burger and there's a little sausage chasing you and all this sort of stuff there's a kick plate with some sausages and your, your man on there as well it's a really really gorgeous cabinet really nice cabinet it's when they sort of really went out of their way to make the game look really cool in the early yeah. 80s really nice cabinet we'll put a picture of that on the website people look at i never saw that in the arcade it's only when i was at arcade to maybe five years ago that I first saw that cabinet. What's I wonder that? if it's just the, uh, they just appeared in North America. I never saw one in the UK either. It, mm. it would have been in a generic cabinet, I presume. It's yeah, like it's that and the big, the big uh, mappy topper as well. I've never seen that. The massive mappy, mappy sort of flips yeah. at the top. It's huge. It's like a like an LCD screen kind of size. Yeah, I've never seen that before either. There's a couple of machines that have got the similar kind of cut out shape on the side super pac-man was the same uh and there's a few other games that had a sort of like the the mm-hmm. the cut of the cabinet followed the graphics round and i really like them i think they're really cool like that nice machines mm-hmm. there's some trivia from you mr holly when you were a, th- a young 13 year old yeah in the neolithic area yeah <laughs> when i was 13 i got my first commodore 64 the game that came with it was mr wimpy right yes it's a burger time clone with a silly dodge screen at the start before you get to the game proper mr wimpy is a fast food sh- chain in the uk and it's still around today apparently i didn't know this Wimpy's 60- are still around yeah you do see them now and again 62 outlets in the uk wow. and this ocean game was a promotional tie-in and I've put here, explain the John Lee School Wimpy Walkaway. <laughs> now, we called what it is the John Lee School for a start? John Lee School was the, the senior school I went to in Wellingborough. Is this and for reprobates? Yes, it was. I thought so. No. Ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> Ne'er-do-wells and scallywags. So the Wimpy Walkaway, right? The Wimpy was on the mezzanine floor in the main oh, shopping, right. shopping centre. So you could go in, yeah. order your burger. You had to pay at the end, yeah. weirdly. So you just get up. Walk around the side, slip down the mezzanine, mezzanine uh, stairs, and leave. That was <gasps> called that was called the Wimpy Walkaway. Do you know so what you I remember? Pay. Right, this is what I remember from Wimpy's. Right, because Wimpy's was sort of like they were sort of a lower class burger establishment, if you if you know what I mean. But that's what we that's what we had in the UK because in the early eighties we didn't have McDonald's in the UK. I remember when McDonald's came to rugby when I was living in rugby in the Midlands. And everyone mm. went crazy for it. You know, it was a new thing for us kids. We didn't have Wim- we didn't have McDonald's, whereas America had them forever. And we mm. always had Wimpy as a burger chain. That was it. That's all we had. And I remember one thing they had was, a, <laughs> it sounds odd, it was a big bender in a bun. Remember a big <laughs> yeah. bender in a bun? What's that? It was a, it was a huge sausage that was sort of cut around the outside, so it, it would fold round into a bun, into a round bun. It was like mm. a, basically like a, a hot dog in a burger bun. It was called a big right. bender in a bun. And it was hilarious when we were kids, of course. <laughs> the thing is, right, you say Mr. Wimpy was an ocean game sponsored by the, the burger chain Wimpy. It was a different time in the 80s because this was an actual business sponsoring another actual business ripping off an arcade game. Nicking their mm. IP, nicking their game and sponsoring it by two official businesses. It's mad. And they didn't get yeah. sued for it. Crazy stuff. Yeah. So I never did the wimpy walkaway. I was too scared. But the cool kids did. Yeah, but we, we were sort of... Um, we were good, highbrow, decent children. 
who who <laughs> paid for our burgers and chips and stuff. We weren't uh, we weren't dishonest, Sean. We were honest, no. good kids, honest, honest to goodness children. I didn't do the wimpy walk away. No. Let's do some scores then. Let's walk away. Walk away with some scores. Oh, that's good. Right down the bottom, Snarkade, 8,150. We've got, above that, Michael Vortman, Mick Bass, 8,400. Happy New Year. First score after a long time, but I didn't miss an episode. Burger time, surely not my favourite, especially the music is annoying. I'm with you there, brother. But it is always satisfying to pour some salt over evil vegetables. But, uh, just a minute. Eggs aren't vegetables, and neither mm. are sausages. No. And not, pickles, mm, pickled veg, isn't it? Mm. Know your sausages. But Eastwood 71, 11,000 points. Old man Steve, 12,550. I tried to get into this game a few times before, but I just can't find a way in. Maybe it's a silly bounce as he goes up and down the ladders. Yeah, yeah, it's, that is weird. Or getting stuck or eaten by a fried egg. As a consolation, my daughter gave me a couple of bickies and he, he, took, he took a picture of them and they looked like to me, Pac-Man themed Oreos. Oreos can get straight in the bin. They're I disgusting. Say, I know you're going to say that. <laughs> Zestora, 12,600. One punch, Ron. <laughs> you only need one punch. I really enjoy this game, but your movements have to be so precise to correctly hit the correct exits. Yeah, to get... I found that, even with the four-way, to get mm. along a ladder. Sometimes I just... Didn't get, didn't manage to get the connection off off the ladder onto the platform. Just didn't do it. Did you have ladder disremembrance? I did. Mm. Uh, where where are we now? You're so going to say you're going to say one punch. Rob got thirteen thousand points, weren't you, Sean? He did. Uh, uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> so easy to screw up. Even the actual on the on the actual arcade machines. The same. Do you know what? I yes. played this on my little Vartek Cadet and also my Pony cabinet with. The FPGA, um, forgot the name of it now. Bitkit, yeah, I played it on both, and they're both set to. I think the the eight way on the Vartek and four way on the Bitkit didn't have a problem with it. No, no not not a problem with that. So it's fine with me. Oh, I did. Retro Rex got sixteen thousand seven hundred fifty points. Mr. Messi, 17,900. This game could be one of the greats, but it suffers from dodgy controls, even with a four-way stick. Yeah, according to YouTube, the levels are patternable mm-hmm. for those with enormous enormous amounts of free time. As Wayneta Slav once said, cannot be asked. Mm. Dr. Goggles, 17,950. Thought I'd message you about this month's game. It's a cracker. It's a cracker. I wish I'd start playing it earlier in the month because I haven't had time to properly get into it. Once you learn the trick of bunching enemies to get the big points, it's much easier, though getting them bunched can be tricky. My 17-year-old son was taken by this one. He normally ignores the dusty old games I play, and annoyingly he was much better than me. But it was very satisfying to play with him and keep battering each other's scores until he used his teenage gaming superpowers against me to finish ahead. You can see Logan even punished me off the scoreboard, 31,500. So please enter his score as well. He says he might join in next month too. Yes, please, Logan. Mm, yeah, he's on there. Mark, what? No gravy. He's got no gravy still. 18,800. If anyone's got any f- spare gravy, can you just send it to Mark, please? He's been without gravy for 10 years doing this podcast. Uh, he's got no gravy at all, has he? So hopefully next month he'll be marked with bags of gravy. Yeah. Surely that's how you keep gravy in it, in a bag? I think so. Sainsbury's carrier bag. You Double bag have... it if it's heavy gravy, though, obviously. Yeah, and not, not one with, like holes in it no talking of bags grey bags 
Oh, that's 19,000. Look at links, 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 links. 19,250. Next, we have Theodore Merrill. That 20, Merrill. 21,000, my best score ever. My only complaint about this game is the corners can be little fiddly. Yes, I said this. Fiddly to navigate until you get hold of, uh, until you get kind of used to them. Sean, uh, poultry, 26,950. Yeah. Poultry. I didn't do very well, did I? I liked it, though. Hmm. Pilbo, oh sorry, gone Pilbo, uh, twenty-seven two hundred. Retro Russ, twenty-nine thousand eight fifty. Biscuit time. Uh, Cecil Cinnamon sprinkles his custard creams and avoids crumbling the jammy dodgers as he packs them into boxes for the supermarket. Will the ginger nuts break his teeth, or will he get the tea-stoked hobnobs stuffed into his mouth until he burps? <laughs> Actually, if there's any hackers out there, could you please hack this game so you're throwing biscuits around rather than burgers? That'd be a much better game, wouldn't it? Pepper, instead of pepper spray, you could have cinnamon, dust. like you said, cinnamon, dust, dust. Or, or custard cream dust because that's what it's good for. <laughs> <laughs> Tactical Giles is back, thirty thousand nine hundred. Son of Goggles, this is the that's man, thirty one thousand five hundred. Well done, Mister Twenty to Five, thirty one eight hundred. Um, along with Pac Man, I've always wanted to love this game, but I just cannot seem to gel with it. Far more frustrating, Amoot. Amoot. Adam Flint, 35,600. Please find attached a screenshot of my Burger Time high score. Thank you. Good to start the year off with a platform game. Best wishes. Next, we have you, sir. What did I get? 35,900. Who did I beat? You and uh, 25. Quite a few people. Sean, Neil. In your face! <laughs> <laughs> I love winning. Robot Caterpillar is. Uh, let's move on quick. Robot Caterpillar, who sent that lovely, lovely report card. Thank he's, you. He said, he's, he said, I'd like two points, please, with a score of 36,750. In the past, I could only reach third level, me too. But this go around, I reached level five. This Same game here. would be better if it, if it were remade. Biscuit time. Anyone that chooses to play this game with an eight-way stick is a sadist. Proper chefs don't prance around in, on their ingredients. That's true. These burgers are massive as well, by the way. They're two times bigger mm-hmm. than the characters. So they're like 12 foot across. Video game physics. He is Jimmy, 39,900. I don't get the love for Burger Time. There, I've said it. The cab is awesome, but am I the only one that noticed the game is just a bit meh? The collision detection is awful and one of my pet hates. It's patternable. Is that a word? Yes, it is. Perhaps it needs a timer to reward speedy cooks and liven it up a bit. Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jay Ping Barber, four points now. 57,600. Don't get egg on your face. Play this game, you silly sausage. I first got into a right pickle, but now I'm playing it with extra relish. Let us play. He's good at them, isn't he? Top punning. Top punning, Chaping. Sal Buglerissi, 59,750. Sal loves everything about this game. The sounds, the graphics, gameplay. But I think it would do better if the difficulty was turned down a wee bit, because it's just a little too frustrating anyway. Still a great choice. Thank you. Oh, right. Six points for Mr. DNO Dunno, 63,500. Medium Mac, 71,500. I've attached my playthrough video of Burger Time with my score. The video is cut off at the top and has no sound. Never tried to record from my Mac, and I don't know what I'm doing. But the high score is visible at the end. For the scoreboard, my handle is Medium Mac. Love the podcast and figure I'd try to send in some high scores this year. Thank you for doing that, Medium Mac. Right, the top three have been fighting on Twitter all month to beat each other. Uh-oh. Aid Skyway, last year's first Baron Rygar, got 
eight points with 85,600. I've played Burger Time a bit in the past, but was never good at it. You need a lot of patience and a good memory to get good scores. It's quite fun, but I think you need to be in the right mood to play it. Definitely lots of annoying moments. I found that too. Mm, Mr. Berserker, second place. 109,650. I think 485 games is enough. I got lucky on level six. So Mr. Berserker, the the front end he's using uh, tracks how many times he played it. 485 games. This guy seriously gets into these games, doesn't he? I think he got played over a thousand on Blueprint, was it? No. Why, why would you play Blueprint that many times? I don't know. I I just stopped playing arcade games. So I had to do that. It just killed me. <laughs> Horrible. I, I must have probably had. 100 games maybe really yeah i think so absolutely not no way i was was getting quite fascinated with grouping them but i was crap at it right 10 points for mr rygar he started started the year with a haruga i I think that's a thing okay i don't know what rygar is just humor him kids just humor him 10 pence and Sean Holly have redeemed themselves. It's a Christmas miracle. Burger time is amazing. Time for a couple of quick goes on burger time at the lunch. And oh my God, I hit the mother load from round three. If you drop the baddies all at once, you get 15k plus an extra man. If only I'd known sooner. Sorry, Mr. B. Great game. I think he just pipped him at the post. Now, port sequels. I did not play Beef Drop on the 7800, which I was supposed to have done. This was a remake uh, done on the 7800 and apparently it's top top quality i can't remember the name of the guy who did those games on the 700 but he did a lot of reproduction games of arcade games and they're all amazing and i know this because i listened to the 7800 game podcast with sean courtney and he's done some really good reviews of this guy's games so you got burger time 1982 uh, peter pepper's ice cream factory which is a deco cassette game 1984 super burger time which i presume is a sort of zooped up version of this in 1990 Burger Time Deluxe, uh, which is 2009, which was just on uh, PC, Macintosh, and iPhones. And Burger Time World Tour, 2011, which is on the sort of more sort of weird, the Nintendo Wii sort of era and, the, you know, the original Xbox, stuff like that. Yeah, I had a look at Peter Pepper's Ice Cream Factory and uh, Super Burger Time, and they've both got, like, weapons that you can throw. Like okay. the, the Peter Pepper, you can throw the ice cream and it bounces around. Reminds me of Snow Brothers. And okay. then Super Burger Time, you've also got stuff you can throw instead of the pepper spray. Right. So, so it, it looks from far away. Yeah, so it's okay. sort of Sounds ups, good. ups it a bit. It looks a bit easier. I don't know if it is. Mm, I think it would have to be because um, in the games in the 90s were sort of more coin munchers, weren't they? So you'd have to get a bit more play, gameplay for your money, I would have thought. Mm. Uh, consoles got it on uh, Arcade Greatest Hits Midway Collection 2. Handheld got it on Burgertime Deluxe and Game Boy, stuff like that. Computers, it was on all sorts. Commodore 64, BBCB, Acorn Electron, Oryx, Sinclair, MSX, VTech, Amstrad CPC, all on Mr. Wimpy's or different versions, Mac Attack, Hamburger Sam, all different versions of it, I suppose, but it's essentially the same game. Now, changes, right. improvements, Sean, what do you reckon? I would have smoother movements up the ladders, quicker movements up the ladder, easier cornering. I did struggle with it. I did struggle Why didn't? With it. Is it just because mm. you're cack-handed? No. Cack-handed and cock-eyed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the mid-screen is... And your beard's wonky. It is a wonky. Oof, Oof it's not great, is Fight it? and talk where I come from, that is. <laughs> and the mid-screen food items don't stay around for long enough. That was like luck and chase. You couldn't get to them in time. Oh, that was really and annoying. 
Sort it out, data he sort it out. Yeah. One one thing that really bothered me on this game, uh, that thing that not staying alone for very long, but it's also to do with the peppers as well. When you run out of pepper, you start with four, you are totally useless. You can't defend yourself. I do think, to make the game better, a single helper pepper should appear in your arsenal after a set number of seconds. So when you run out of pepper, it makes a sort of noise, you know, to alert you haven't got any, you're defenceless. But after, Mm. say, 10 seconds, one should appear to get you out of the trouble. Mm. Because it's very similar to the Turtles game, the original Turtles game by Konami. When you, you get the mines, you get three at a time. When you go in the centre of the screen and pick them up, you get three at a time. Whereas this, you only get one. And when you run out of mines on turtles, you're completely defenceless against the baddies. But you can always go and get three at a time. So it's a bit easier. But mm. this is just... You're absolutely useless without the peppers. Because you just get got. Because they, they sort of just... Get all, they group around you and you just get got. So that is really annoying. Being useless is, is just helpless. It's annoying. Mm. so annoy or enjoy for you Sean this is a classic game remember I think I enjoyed it because I liked the, trying to group it even though I was bad at it and I think mm. I will carry on playing it because it is you can kind of well, I don't know if you can pattern it I think you can you but you've got, to be, you've got to be very patient and sort of run around the screen for ages I think to kind of pattern them I don't like well I'm not sure I don't like I'm just not very good patterning things I can watch things and like oh yeah there's a pattern there but I'll forget, I'll, I'll remember that one and not the next one mm. so I don't really I can't really do pattern games very well mm. so this game annoyed me mm. because it, it seemed very difficult uh, you were useless without your peppers things just tended to get on top of you too quickly but it's it's the same kind of game for me as Mappy I really don't like Mappy but it's a great game, and this is a great game. It just annoys me how easily you get killed on it. I just don't seem to gel with Mappy, and I don't gel with this game. Mm. I think I think it's a good game. I think it looks great. It sounds great. It's got a good idea. It's an original idea. I like your character. I like the things you're doing. I like the, the bad guys' characters. I like everything about it. I just don't like the actual gameplay because it's just too difficult. I'm going to try and play. Is it, so it's Super Mr. Was it Super Burger Time, you said? Or Burger Time Deluxe? I'm going to try the later version of it and see if that's any better to play. I've got a feeling Super Burger Time, it scrolls as well. So I have Mm. had a quick go of it a long time ago. But I'm going to try and play that one and see if it's any better. But yeah, it annoyed me because I wanted to like it and I don't. Mm. Harumph. I did. I quite enjoyed it. I do quite enjoy it, yeah. Mm. We have a last word on it. You know, what would you play instead of or oh, along yeah. with? It's um, it's difficult, this one, because this is quite original. Couldn't think of anything else. The only thing that could even slightly think of that's similar is Amadar, because you've got fill-in stuff, whereas mm. this you run over things to, to drop them. But there's nothing like it, is there? No. Like, apart from sequels. Mm. So, 10 out of 10 for originality, but 1 out of 10 for gameplay for me. I, I do, I do. it's not even that. I like the idea of dropping the patties and, and the burger parts. I like the idea of dropping the baddies with it and squashing them and hitting them with a the spray. But it just it doesn't come together for me. It just doesn't come together. Mm. It annoys me. Like a normal burger doesn't come together. 
No, but it's it? everywhere. I mean, yeah. you're just about to eat a burger. Where's the lid? Where's the lettuce gone? Yeah. Where's my egg? Mm. Ask yourself that, Sean. Where's my egg on my egg burger? Do you get egg, eggs on burgers in Scotland in takeaways? I, I would have thought so. Normally they're from... I always remember getting them from burger vans. Burger oh. van, burger van, burger van, burger van, burger Come on, burger van, burger van. That's, that's the burger van song. Everyone knows Is that. It? Yeah. He used to get drunk on a Saturday night and go and find a burger van and sing them the song. They loved it. <laughs> I expect. Did they? Oh, them guys are coming. Let's close up and drive off. Right. You were going to, um, you were going to moan about something, weren't you? I put Vic's blueprint gaslighting has failed. <laughs> no, you pick- chose blueprint and everyone hated no, it. You're, you're no. the baddie. You're the villain. No, that. I didn't. He needs to pick a good one now to redeem himself. And now, I pick- forgot I wrote this in here, actually. I thought I was going to sort of do one on the hop because I thought I'd forgotten I'd done a game. But I filled it in a little while ago. We're going to play a horizontal shooter called Insector X. Mm-hmm. It's Taito. The ROM name is Insect X. It's by Taito. Uh, the level is medium. Uh, you've got lives three. And the extra lives are 60,000, 360,000, and every 300,000 past 360,000. That's going to be quite difficult getting that many lives. So, submit your score. Uh, arcade ROMs only, please. No scores for console or computer compilations. They may be different. Evercade is okay because you use the actual ROMs. Uh, you can put your score on... Uh, Twitter, which is hashtag 10p score, sidekick app in the 10 pence club section. You can email the site, which is vertvic at 10 pencearcade.co.uk. You can put it on Facebook as a comment on the podcast post, or you can put it on UK VAC on the page on there. So, the deadline for score submissions is 19th of February. I should be back from holiday at 5 pm UK time, please. Now, this is a good little game, and I hope everyone likes it. I've got nothing else to say, Sean. Have you? No, thank you for podcasting with me, Vic. It's been a, it's been a joy, absolute pleasure, and it's it's great that you, you realise that I'm the looker in the duo. Yeah, that is a complete lie. You talk about gaslighting. <laughs> oh my goodness! Anyway, I'm off now. I'm having my dinner. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, sir. See you right. later. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast. Read all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 